Good morning, everybody. How you doing today? Hopefully you're having an outstanding start to your Tuesday morning, depending on where you're at. It's morning here. 6 a.m. <sighs> start Weather's starting to change, so it's starting to get colder in the morning, which always is fun-ish. Not really. <laughs> Anyways... Welcome to the Break the Cycle with DSD podcast. I am your host, Dwayne. I'm not a therapist. I'm an individual much like you who has been through a tough time. And I've developed some tips and techniques that I share with you to hopefully help you get your life back, minimize the damage of your toxic ex, and help rebuild the relationship with your child if that's turned into an issue. Make sure that you uh, be careful throwing around diagnoses. You know, don't be going around calling your ex an NPD or BPD. Only a licensed professional can diagnose an individual with a personality disorder. So leave that to the professionals. Don't add any extra complexity into your situation. If you like what's going on here and you want to support, and I really do appreciate all the new members that we've got even in the last week, you can do that by becoming a channel member. You go over to youtube.com slash divorce. Look for the join button. And once you do that, you get special badges, custom emojis, Name listed in the credits, member-only events, and uh, access to a mem- the mem- member-only section of the DSD, uh, DSD Discord. Just to clarify that, you don't have to be a member to use that. There's a big part of it that's open to everybody. So definitely check all that out. If you want to get a text notification of when the show goes live, you can text DSD Live to 844-598-0012, 844-598-0012. And the phone lines today are, at least I hope they're open, you can dial in today's show at 1424-373-5483-1424-373-5483 or 1424-DSD-LIVE. Oh my God, on that, hopefully you guys have your coffee and you're ready to start your day. I see John Boston already has a a question for me, it says... DSD, have you seen the documentary called Erasing Family? No, actually, I haven't. I remember when they were talking about it, but I don't ever remember seeing that. So I'll have to look that one up. I'm not entirely sure. Is that, hey, John, is that available via Netflix or anything like that? Or where, where can we find that? Let's see. Uh oh, Volser says, well, I'm changing attorneys. So. I don't know what to say about that. What happened, Volser, if you want to share? Let me just check everything to make sure everything's lined up correctly. Because sometimes, sometimes I make mistakes. Here, I'm going to clickety-clack and clackety-click and move some windows around. Whoops, I got to get back on the right, on the right window here. So... Let me just check and see what's going on in the morning part of the day with the initial people who just jump in. We got a few people here today, which is very cool. <laughs> oh man, my hater has decided to 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 get up early. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> Thanks for making me laugh. That's funny. Ah, uh, Jamie says, "I swear, starting my day with this show is like pouring a cup of coffee. It's a must." Well, thanks. I appreciate that. Thanks for hanging out and joining us today. Uh, let's see. Uh, and MFA says, I'm really fortunate now that I can make this a daily routine. 
that was kind of the idea with this. When I started this, I'm like, you know what? Maybe if I make it, make it like a morning radio show. <laughs> I got another one. That's funny. If I get to it like a morning radio show, maybe that's how it would be. It'd be like, all right, it's a six o'clock. Let's do that show. Uh, John says, a friend of mine sent me a link. I can post it here or send it to you. Hey, try, uh, do both, but see if you can post it. Uh, somebody will have to approve it. So, um, I think, I don't, I think it'll allow, it'll, I'm not sure. Well, sir, give it a go. And, uh, if it blocks it, then send it to me. And cause I do actually want to watch that. Volser says, my former attorney was not bringing up issues that I would like. You know, man, it, it's, that's such a tough one, right? I mean, because you hope that your attorney is giving you information about what you, what you, you hope that your attorney is providing you the appropriate information for the situation. And it's like, you have to ask yourself, is are they not bringing things up strategically to help your case or are they not bringing things up strategically to help them and their practice? And sometimes it could be both or one or the other, but it's really tough. All right, let's see. What else do you say? Yeah. So I talked to an attorney yesterday. Gosh darn it. I try to hit that up on the screen. I talked to an attorney yesterday and feel more confident. Uh, and you go on to say former attorney was not bringing up issues that I would like uh, and saying that I can't talk to the judge directly, but I don't, but I, but I don't think I can. Yeah. I think when you're represented, then they're your voice, right? So you have, you do have more limited options on that. But, you know, at the end of the day, you have to find some, I, we were talking about this the other day, at the end of the day, you have to find somebody who is, that you feel comfortable with, that you mesh with, and that you feel is representing you in the way that you need to be, or that you want to be. I get it. It's tough. I mean, there were times where I was kind of in the same boat and, you know, I mean, for us, See that here I think here's the problem with a lot of this and that is this is super personal to us obviously it's our lives it's our reputation that's basically being you know just destroyed we want to clear the air we want to make sure that everyone understands and then on the flip side you got all these people that hear these same things every day day in and day out they're numb to it. Our stories are just, you know, the 17th case they've heard in the day. And there's a balancing act on it. So, but at the end of the day, you have to be, you have to feel like you're doing everything you're supposed to be doing, that you're being represented the way you're supposed to be represented. I'll tell you, there's one piece of advice that from my attorney that I wish I wouldn't have, of, uh, wish I would not have listened to. And that was during the custody evaluation. The, uh, you know, we were supposed to provide 
or we listed people out that the custody evaluator is supposed to get information from. And that included my therapist, the ex's therapist, and the marriage counselor, if I remember correctly. And I know that uh, when I was talking with my side of the people, they never provided the information because the, the custody evaluator's office didn't ask for it in the right way. So when I would talk to, when I talked to my therapist, they said, oh yeah, we heard from them and I'm just waiting for the correct form to, to answer their request. And the same thing with the marriage counselor. And I was, remember talking to my attorney saying, you know, hey, uh, we need to close the loop on this. And he's like, don't call the, th- don't call the, the custody evaluator. Don't, you know, it'll be bad for you. Just don't, don't do it. Don't do it. And I said, okay, all right. So I didn't do it. And we get the report back and guess what information is missing? My therapist and the, and the marriage counselor and both of them were looking forward to providing their information. I don't know, maybe I should have, uh, you know, maybe I could have went to those two people and said, okay, what do I have to sign to make it to where you can answer? And at the time, I think, I don't know. I mean, here's the, here's the problem with some of this stuff is you don't really know what exactly a different change would, would, would lead to, right? Unless you experience it or go through it, it, what, you know, I don't know. The problem is, is that when you're in that mode, you can sick it, you can look at it. And I did for a while. And I'm like, look, you could look at it and go, oh my God, you know, had that information been in there, there would have been a different outcome. Or maybe it would have exposed the, the disorder or the problem that the ex potentially might have. I know I've told you guys a story before about when I did talk to the marriage counselor and, and I went just for closure. I, I went to speak to her just because I felt like I wasn't sure if I had done the right thing. Just so you guys know, I mean, I'm the one who finally pushed the button on it. So it's not that I planned for it, you know, a, two years out. I didn't, I didn't get a real tactical advantage from being the first person, but I'm the one who, who said, okay, I'm done. I can't do this anymore. And when I was talking to the marriage counselor, they're like, um, you know, Hey, you have a plan to have full custody, right? You could take care of the kids full time. Right. And I wasn't hearing the nuances or understanding the significance of the, of the comment. And, uh, you know, anyways, I, I won't go into too much deeds. I mean, I, I know I've talked, said that story before, so I don't need to necessarily go into it, but, but, uh, bottom line is, is, you know, that person was recommending, you need to do a custody evaluation. You need to subpoena our records that you, you need to have this out. I have no idea what that meant. Cause she couldn't tell me she, cause she was already, you know, cro- not crossing the line, but getting close to the razor's edge of, of, uh, you know, saying too much. Matt says, whoops, uh, I, I hope my therapist can't testify. I vent a lot of stuff. Uh, most therapists don't want to be involved. Um, I guess technically if you sus- subpoena them or someone does, that could be a problem. Um, I'm not sure. I haven't necessarily, I, I mean, there's still going to be private records and stuff. I don't know. That's an interesting, that's an interesting point. So let me double check. 
Yeah, all's well says uh, to Matt, I believe a therapist is considered a privileged witness. I don't think they can testify unless there's a crime they know of or you give them permission. Yeah, I know I kept trying to get the therapist to say that they would um, write something or be involved, and she absolutely had no interest in doing that. All right, so I have a, I have... Actually, I have a couple of callers. I'm going to go to the one that's on the web interface. Hopefully, this will work today. Hello, and welcome to the show. Man, it seems like the web interface is not working now. So, I apologize for that. So, I'll drop that one. Maybe try again. That's weird. I'll have to ask the the company about that because typically... I mean, that has worked in the past, so I did drop that in case it needs to reconnect. And I can't really troubleshoot it now, but I will have to troubleshoot that later. <laughs> Anyways, let me see what else, what else we get, what other people have said. Jack says, I filed first as well. Yeah, the thing, I, I'll just say this really quick. You know, people always say, and I didn't. I did not used to understand this. They would say, "Whoever files first has the advantage." And I'm like, "Well, I didn't feel like I had much of an advantage." But the difference is, what they what they mean when they say that is, if you file first and you've been strategically planning, so you have all your ducks lined up, you've talked to your attorney, you've. Uh, You've orchestrated the scenario that's best in your situation. You've uh, effectively set your ex up to make a mistake that you can leverage in court. And then you put, you put all the pieces together and you hit the button and you start this in motion and the other person is blindsided by what happened. For me, I, I didn't have a plan. And... Uh, Technically, I ended up getting blindsided because I didn't expect the, the uh, what do you call it, the, the allegations and the smear campaign and <clears throat> the narcissistic rage and all of that stuff. And it blew, it, it was like, what in the world? Holy cow, turned my whole world upside down. See, hand health. Reading says, my son is going through a similar situation. His ex-wife making false accusations. I had to fly my son home because her family jumped him. She filed a stalking order on me. She took the baby out of state. See, and that, that right there, that pretty much, that's kind of like somebody who calculated and set this up. Maybe not, but more than likely. I remember when I was going through mine, I had a friend of mine who was really freaking me out. It's like, you're going to get charged with DV. You're going to get a restraining order. They're going to do an emergency order and, and request to leave the state because you're dangerous, which was, I mean, honestly, maybe in some ways it was helpful to, to have that, I, you know, to, to know that that was a possibility so that I, it, it, it made me rethink some of the ways I was engaging with the ex but however, oh my God, that freaked me out. Every time I would hear something like that, it just, it scared me. It really did. 
But I mean, that was one of the reasons why I filed was to lock in that she couldn't leave and to try to hedge my bets. And I'm, I'm just fortunate that the ex needed me out of jail more than, you know, so I could continue to work and pay her because I firmly believe that if there would have been somebody else there with deep pockets and she didn't need me working, it would have been, it would have been significantly worse. That's why I always say it. I haven't said this in a while, but I'll say this right now. If you are in a situation and your ex, here, let me even do it this way. Uh, if you're in a situation where your ex does not need you exercising your freedom, I'll say it that way, and being employed, be very careful. If they don't need you to pay them, there is a strong possibility that they might ramp things up a little bit more just so that they can take or have more of a tactical advantage. If you're the sole provider and they need you working and they need you basically able to pay, then they might, sometimes they might, back off a little bit to see if, uh, you know, to not push push that outer limit. All right, let's see. Uh, John says uh, to my attorney said I need to file first, but the ex filed before me. My ex did tell the court I didn't know about this and that this was a pre-planned Pearl Harbor attack on me. My, let, me, let, me let me just read that. My ex did my ex did tell the court I didn't know about this and this was a pre-planned Pearl Harbor attack. Did she really say that, John? I mean, was that, I mean, in court, she said she ambushed you on purpose. I mean, I, I'm sure probably the follow on, if the answer is yes, I'm sure the follow on is, is because he's so bad and, and dangerous and, and I'm so scared that I had no choice. Wow. Doesn't surprise me though. It does not surprise me. Okay. I, the person tried to call back, so I'm going to try to grab it again. Hello and welcome to the show. Ah, dang it! What am I doing wrong? Okay, no, I got my. I'm on Bluetooth. I'm connected, uh, and the volume's up. Oh man, I am so sorry. So uh, the from the in from the person from India who's trying to connect. I'm sorry. I will definitely have to try to troubleshoot that today. Uh, tomorrow, unless the guest cancels, I won't be doing call-in, but Thursday I will. So uh, the other thing you could try is to send a voicemail through my website, dadsprivingdivorce.com, and I could try to answer it if it continues to be a problem, but I, but I apologize. So, man, that's annoying. That is so frustrating. And I'm sorry. Ugh. Let's see, I can read what the person said. The NARCA stopped paying the, the joint home loan that we had and not agreeing to go for a mutual separation. This put me into limbo. You know what? The, the problem with these people is that you can never count on them to do pretty much anything. That is a very similar situation to what happened with me. We had this house. She wasn't working. The house was awarded to her. 
and she walked away from it. We talked a little bit about that the other day. And I mean, you know what, guys, here's the thing that that I want you to consider is that sometimes in the moment, whatever is happening seems really, really bad. And you're like, oh, my God, this is the worst situation ever. How in the hell can this happen? I'll never be able to get over this. I'll always be angry about this. But here's the, here's the thing that I, with time, right? I've now had time to, to, you know, it's been, what, nine years, basically, since this whole ordeal commenced. And what I've realized is that if things would have went the way I had intended, it would have been a lot harder for me to deal with it. I mean, I was trying to take care of the ex. I was, I didn't, <clears throat> excuse me, I didn't hate her at the beginning. I didn't, uh, you know, I, I just didn't want to be in the chaos anymore. And I didn't want to be in this loveless relationship. But I didn't, but I did, but I still cared about her. <laughs> For a time. <laughs> it didn't last very long. So I was trying to do things like make sure, <clears throat> make sure everything was as, as, as easy I was going to say fair, but, you know, basically easy for her. And I even basically was like, hey, you know, uh, you know, I'll, I'll part of the support, I'll pay the house payment, but I'll give the house to you. And I mentioned that the other day that had she kept, had she stayed in it. And here's the thing. Imagine if that would have happened. Imagine if the S show that's that's commenced that I've had to endure that, you know, resulted in the creation of this channel and this information. Imagine if I had been caught up in that situation, she had the house, and we're sitting right now where I'm still financially ruined, the house is hers, the equity is flipped around, and she finally, you know, gets the new job, sells that house, takes probably fifty to eight, fifty thousand to a hundred thousand dollars in equity and cash, skips along to another town, and like, ha ha, you know. I'm living here now and dumps that money into a place. And I would know that I basically on top of everything else gave her another hundred grand. You know, I mean, it's, it's, so that would have been a bitter pill to swallow. Roll the clock back whenever we were going through this and she walked away from the house. The mortgage company basically said, Hey, look, if you stay in the house, you don't destroy it. You know, don't, don't screw it up you know, maintain it, whatever you can live there. This is what they told, well, us, but mainly the ex, you can live there for free. And when the house sells to help you get the hell out of there, we'll give you, it was like 8,000 or $10,000. So here, I mean, again, I would have been in a situation where I would have been paying. I'd still would have been paying her. I mean, cause remember I, from my story, I was paying the mortgage initially when we first went to court. The, the court said, no, F you, you cannot, you cannot pay the mortgage as part of her support. You have to give her the money and she'll pay the mortgage, not you. Because we don't believe you'll do it. I, I, that was so annoying. It's like, um, you realize if I did that, I would lose my job. But that was the argument that they made. So my point is, is that so on the, the flip side to it, had she not stayed there, she could have stayed there rent free while I'm just, you know, circ- you know 
circling the toilet bowl, getting ready to cr- you know crash and burn. And on top of everything else, she would have effectively got you know the more you know whatever a thousand dollars or twelve hundred dollars a month extra for the for that because she wouldn't be spending it. Also knowing there was going to be a payout at the end. And she tried when she moved. She thought she was still going to get that. I actually cut to be, I mean, I pulled a complete dick move on that. And I, you know, when she moved everything out and took all the appliances and everything, I called the, uh, the real estate agent and I'm like, Hey, um, on the, what's going on with this short sell thing with the house and everything that's going on. Um, she took everything out of it, like everything, like the appliances. Can we do that? They're like, no. No, you can't do that. Anyways, to roll that back around, what I'm saying is, is sometimes, I'm sorry, I kind of went off on a tangent, so I apologize for that. But let me bring this back around. What I'm trying to say is sometimes things happen and they seem catastrophic at the time, but it's actually pushing you in a direction that is going to be a better situation. And I have seen that time and time and time and time again where what I thought was a was a was a horrific disaster of a situation, and at the time, you know, of course it was, but it ultimately was a good thing. That's the reason now when things happen, I I'm able to pause in the moment and go, okay, I did this. This this doesn't seem like a great situation. I'm not thrilled with how this is all playing out. And instead of going down that fear and that anxiety mode and that oh crap mode, I'm now in a better position to where I can go, okay, take a breath, try to look, you know, try to to look at it from a 30,000 foot level and say, okay, what is going on here? You know, maybe this isn't a bad, maybe this isn't as bad as I think it is. And I could say, I mean, basically the entire relate or the, the, this divorce debacle, I mean, falls into that. Felt like the worst thing that ever happened to me in my entire life. And I'm not going to say that it wasn't because it was not fun, but it also wasn't, it, it, it's got me to this point here where I really, I'm trying to think how to say this. I'm really happy with the way my life is now. I mean, is it exactly the way I want? No, of course not. You know, there's, have I lost a lot in the last, you know, decade? Oh, hell yes. But have I gained a lot from experiences, relationships, personal growth? Absolutely. And I am so grateful for that. It's, uh, it's hard though, right? I mean, I, but at the time, at the beginning of this, didn't feel any of that. Didn't think it would even be possible. For what I'm saying to you right now, I didn't think that this reality would be real. And it is. Okay, so that was a tangent. Let me see what's going on here. I see moderator Debbie has sent me a bunch of comments. Let me see what's going on. Uh... Let's see if I can find that one. 
I think the chat's a little slower today. So maybe, maybe, just maybe, I will be able to locate this first one. Oh my, well, maybe I'm wrong. Um, mm -mm. Where, oh, where? Oh, see, now I got to go back down because I must have scrolled right past it. Maria says, is it really important to have the child support guidelines worksheet attached to your MS, uh, marriage, marriage separation agreement? I realize the child support worksheet was not included to the final MSA sent to court. Could this hurt me? It depends on, on where you're at. Um, like in California, they do guideline support, which means basically they want to know what you make, what the other person makes, what the medical bill, uh, billing is, any mandatory retirement things or, or union fees or whatever. They key it into a calculator and it spits out the number. Uh, if So I would, if you have an attorney, Maria, double check with them. Uh, if you don't, uh, most courts have, uh, Jesus, what do they call them? They have people that you can, that'll help you fill forms out and stuff like that. So you can ask them. But, but here's the thing on, on most places, I actually, I think it's all places, child support is always in play. Meaning, I mean, unless you wrote in that marriage separation agreement is I agree to $52 for the rest, you know, for the entire, you know, a month for the kids. And I will never, ever, ever come back and I waive my rights to have it reevaluated, which I don't even, I mean, maybe you could do because in most places, the family court maintains jurisdiction over that for the, until the kids are 18. So I wouldn't necessarily worry about it a lot, but I would also check to make sure if you, if it's something you're supposed to have in there. I know that's not really a definitive answer, but that is my thought on that. <laughs> Oh, this is funny. I, all right, I have to do this. Allswell says, I was thinking it's Amber Heard since uh, DSD started uh, covering the case recently, but Dwayne said it's been happening for years, so maybe it's not her. Well, I mean, it, we're at three now. I mean, normally it's just one, so, you know, <laughs> that's funny. All right. Uh Oh man, MFA says, DSD, you have to advocate, or we have to advocate for ourselves, even dealing with our own attorneys. Oh my God, I can so relate to that. I was so fighting with my attorney constantly on a bunch of different things. And I was probably not their most favorite client. I'm surprised they didn't fire me, to be honest. Uh, but there were times where they, I mean, I remember at one point when we're, we're doing the numbers and they you know, he clicks, he clacks on his computer and he says, Hey, your uh, support is going to be, you know, is going to be this. And I'm like, where the hell did you come up with that number? That's like $300 more a month than I thought. Says, well, that's what it is. And I'm like, you know, did you count? Cause I, the way I work, I do pay into social security, but and I know I look old back in the old days, there was a retirement system to where you didn't pay in social security and you got a, a larger pension. And he's like, well, you don't pay into social security. I'm like, yes, I do. You dumbass. And I had to pull out my form and say, look right here, see right here, see this OSDAI or whatever the hell it's called. I'm like that's, you know, I looked it up on my phone. See, it says it's social security. I pay into social security. Oh, and he's like, oh, it's, oh yeah. Oh, it's your number. 
See, guys, double check, even with your own attorneys, make sure. Because again, these people, well, I don't, you know, the people in the system, they're just churning this stuff out. And whatever you, you know, had I, okay, so let's say, for instance, I hadn't caught that, I would have been paying at the beginning of part of this $300 more a month in support that I wasn't required, I wasn't supposed to pay because of the way the formula uh, fell out. I see John from Dubai, John's in Dubai. He's a pilot, so he flies all over the place. So he's in uh, in uh, Dubai on a layover, I guess, a layover until he flies to his next destination. One of these days, we'll actually be able to talk. Every time we try, something happens. Either my work or his work interferes with it. But one of these days, we will be able to do a collaboration. I'm looking forward to that. All right, let me see what else. Um else that uh, moderator Debbie has hand put out there. Okay, I covered that one. Let's see. Um, all right. Yeah, okay, I'm not sure about not sure about that one. You know, next time I have uh, uh, Chris Godinez on, which is actually scheduled for next month, we'll have to ask her about the risk of a of your personal therapist being pulled into into your litigation and potentially having to testify against you. So definitely have to check that. Uh, all right, so now now I'm starting to see comments that I already gone over. So where are these? Well, I'll just do it this way. Um, oh, crud, I, where, oh, where? Already answered that one. Okay, I just saw that one. Ooh, I want to see if I can find this one. I, want, I do want to pull this one up. Where are you at, James? I'm going to try to grab that one. Um, I, there's got to be a better way to, to go through comments and survey says, Oh no, I didn't see it. Well, I'll just read it. Uh, James, it said, what do you say about people? What do you say about when someone reacts abusively to the narc? Be incredibly careful of your reactions because it is most of the time it is a trap to get you to do exactly that. It's to put, you know, push you, push your buttons to get you to do something that they can then turn around and point to and say, see right there. That's exactly what I'm talking about. He's abusive. He's angry. He can't control his emotions. Look right there. Uh, be incredibly careful on that, James. All right. Okay. Let's see. Jerry says, uh, I am rebuilding after a total tsunami. The narc X has already squandered everything beyond Olympic standards and is back uh, chasing supply with high resources. Totally delusional. 
man, it is so frustrating. You know, you just have to kind of like brace for impact and then, you know, just try start rebuilding, try, try salvaging the pieces of your life. And I know it can feel incredibly nearly impossible, but know that there's, there's more, how am I trying to say this? It, it feels so devastating, but like I said earlier, there's, there's so many ways that you, we get our lives back on all this. So, and it looks like there's a caller. Let's see if this one will work. Hello and welcome to the show. Hey, Dwayne. How are you doing? Oh my God, it's working. <laughs> I'm doing, <laughs> I'm doing okay. How are you doing? Good, man. Hey, it's a uh, tech more. I just got something just, just, just real brief. Um, I really like how your show is going with some of the, I mean, obviously Melissa, I'm going to follow her for a long time. Oh, good. Your show is turning into, yeah, no, your show is turning into like a solutions based show, which I really, really like for those of us that are, you know, either in the 50, 50 or 80, 20 or whatever it is, Yeah. you know, co-parenting long-term with a, with a narc. So I really, I really like that. And that's pretty much, Kind of all I wanted to say. Oh, actually, actually, no, I did. No, I did have one other thing to say. Okay. Um, a couple of years. Yeah, I've been following you for, for years. I don't know if there's a way to do this, and it may help people, just like you're talking about today in regards to, you know, how to respond. But I don't know if you have, like, your own, and it, it could be a confidentiality thing or whatever, but I guess you could black it out. But, like, you know, uh, scenario-based emails and things that you've received from your ex, you know, or something that, that, that could be shared, say, Hey, this is how in the, you know, in this situation I did this, or in this situation I reacted, you know, I responded this way, et cetera. So no, that's a great idea. It's actually forward. on, I need to add that back on the list, but, uh, Hey, thanks for the support, man. I really appreciate you saying that. And, yeah, uh, man. I, I, it means yeah. a lot. So th- thanks for calling and sharing that. Yeah, you bet. Like I said, I, I like, I like the way your show is going. It's solutions based compared to, you know, some of the other people out there that are trying to get legislation change and that's all good. Well, and well and good, but that's like years in the, in the making, but like basically yeah. how to navigate with a solution based response to these kind of situations. So, yeah, no, thanks, man. Cool, and, man. You know, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll dovetail on that, that, uh, I, I, Change needs to, to, to absolutely needs to happen in in the uh, family court system in the legislature. It absolutely does. That doesn't necessarily help anybody right this second who's in the middle of dealing with it. That's why this channel has always been about the idea of trying to provide actionable advice or techniques to de- to help you right now, to regain your life right now to minimize what they're doing, minimize the chaos so that you can get your life stabilized. And then when, when that happens, then you're in a much better position to be able to, to uh, put your energy or efforts into something that could facilitate change. But uh, yeah, thanks, man. I really appreciate uh, you, you saying that. And um, and I'm really, I'm, I'm having, I am definitely having fun doing this show. Anyways, so let me look and see what, uh, yeah, Alex says, love that idea about the emails. Absolutely. Uh, 
Oh, okay. So I missed part of what James was saying, but let me pull this up. It says, you nailed it, sir. When the, when the reactions stopped is when the smear campaign and the devaluation intensifies. That is an excellent point and one that I think I'll just spend a moment on to dwell upon. When you start to modify your way you interact with your ex, you might feel that, hey, you got it figured out, that they're going to follow the same pattern of behavior, and now you understand it, so you know how to deal with it. They always change things up. Typically, what James was just talking about here is how it starts. They push your buttons. They don't get a response. So their initial thing, what they do is they ramp it up and they push harder to see if they get a response. That doesn't work. Then they start doing other things. They start working on smear campaigns or they start focusing on maybe your family and friends or maybe they start focusing more attention on the kids. But it all happens in a pattern. And what I'll also say, because I'm not sure if he's talking, if James was talking about the situation whenever you're in the relationship. The second that they realize that you are no longer a suitable source of supply, they will flip a switch and commence the devaluate. Well, actually, the devaluation was already going on long before that. But they can flip a switch to where they, they don't even pretend to give a damn about you anymore, and they go on the full offensive. And for most people who've been in a, in a relationship or a marriage that you actually felt that was, uh, you know, you put energy and effort into, it screws with your head because it doesn't make sense. It's like, how in the hell can this person go from, you know, I love you, I love you, I love you, you're annoying, but I love you, to just like you don't exist. It is the most bizarre thing to experience. It's incredibly painful and it screws with your head. But they keep they keep ramping things, ramping things, ramping things up and trying additional stuff. And go, God forbid, if you turn around and you try to demonstrate to them or show them how well you're doing, it's like, look at me, I'm happy. Things are going great. My life hasn't been better since I haven't, since I'm no longer around your, you know, psycho. If they think that you're getting away and you're happy, rest assured, they will try something to knock you back down. Mine did it multiple times. It was like, and I finally didn't learn the first time took me a handful of times and then I finally realized, huh, if I try to demonstrate to this person that she's not winning and she hasn't defeated me, it gets worse. The attacks get worse. I'm like, let me see. If I just let her think that she won, that I'm an angry, bitter person who just can't get over it and I'm still stuck on her, She leaves me the hell alone. That was a good day when I realized that. And uh, yeah, so, and it was weird because honestly, in the beginning, I didn't want her to have any feeling that she had anything over. I I wanted to just, you know, 
kind of like what she had done to me, you know, make me feel like, like I was nothing. I kind of wanted to do that to her. And, uh, when I realized, and so, I mean, it's like, I didn't, I mean, I would go out of my way to try to make it seem like things were better than they were. That was a mistake. Oh my God. When I realized that and I was able just to calm down and, and let her just, you know, basically skip along and like, ha ha, you know, bobblehead. It was, it was like, uh, great. It was, you know, it's like, she stopped messing with me every once in a while. Like the, during the summer vacation when uh, my, my youngest and I went on our a camping adventure, which video three of that will be coming out soon whenever I can finish editing it. She tried to ramp things up. She tried to insert herself into it to try to mess up the time. And it's just, I mean, it's so obvious now, you know, and I just don't, I'm just like, no, I'm not playing your game anymore. So <clears throat> anyways. Take it for what, let me, I want to ask a question for the people who are on this live. So I'm sorry for the people who are watching the replay or listening to the podcast. How many people struggled with that where they didn't want their ex to realize that they were not, that they were struggling or emotionally, financially or whatever, and was trying to put on that good face to show the ex that, uh, you know, yeah, I mean, my life's better now that I'm not around, around you. If that's the case, say yes. If that's the case, say no. <clears throat> I'm curious. For the handful of people that are here today, we got a smaller crowd. I think I think as the weather switches, it's going to be harder for people to 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 get up. It's actually cold. I mean, I've been burning up in this house, and now the weather's starting to dip to where it's like, "Oh, I was thinking this last night. I'm like, hmm, I might have to pull out my old wool blanket." Oh, speaking of that, few years back, I got to go to a YouTube event. I got to go to YouTube Spaces of Los Angeles. And they gave us a tour of the facility, uh, all that. It was really cool. You, you, once you get to a 10,000, you can, you can apply to, to go down there. So I, I did all that. Oh, so I see a bunch of comments coming in. I'll let those keep coming in. I'll look at those in a minute. And uh, anyways, in the course of everything, they had a raffle at the end of it. And they were, I don't know if they were like pulling names out of a hat or, or how they did it. But I ended up winning a, uh, uh, a, not a Pelican, a Pendleton, a Pendleton wool blanket with a YouTube lo- little tag on it. It doesn't say, you know, it doesn't say YouTube on it. It's like a normal, well, and those things are expensive, right? But it was only twin size. I mean, it was small, but that was really cool. That was kind of neat. I normally don't win things. All right. So I'm going to look at this. What do we, I'm going to do it over here. So I see, I see, Yes. Uh, oh, hey, Shay is on. I haven't seen you in a while. says, yes, I live in the shadows when things are good. Don't want the kids to tell the ex I'm doing okay. Yeah. John says, I know I showed no, no cards and not letting her know how I was feeling. Maria says, yes, all's well. My life was better without him around. Uh, and then Maya says, yes. Gamer says, yes. Jeremy says, yes. Jerry says, no. Well, good for you. Uh no, uh, no, uh, I'll just say note. I always say that note said yes. A lot of people are saying yes. Few people saying no. Hey, I appreciate your honesty. There's no right answer here. I'm just curious, you know, anyways. All right. Oh, I'm, it's, it's always tough for me to figure out comments. 
and where they are in it. Oh, Alex, I'm going to grab this one. Alex says, I found your channel a few days ago. Love it. Ooh, I love your camera picture there, man. I can't see what kind it is, if it's uh, what your camera is, but a fellow photographer. Glad you found us, Alex. Hopefully it is helping you. MFA says, DSD, the battle happens on all fronts. You definitely provide tactical support on the front lines. Guys, I, you know, I know I've said this before, but when I was going through this, my support, I, ha I had some good friends, but they didn't understand it. You know, I had one that had been through it and, and uh, was just providing me information on how horrible it was going to be. So that was incredibly stressful. But nobody, there was nobody there to say, hey, look, this is how you deal with it. This is how, you know, this is their attack. This is your counterattack. This is what's going on. This is how you deal with it. The closest I could find way back in the day was Richard Granyan. God, what was he at? 20,000, 15,000 subscribers. He was still living in Malaysia at the time. I found his channel and his videos made a lot of sense. Now, the problem was, is he doesn't talk about, I don't know, maybe he does now, but back in the day, he did not have any information about uh, dealing with this when you have kids or if it was a marriage. He primarily was like, hey, you know, if you have a narcissistic ex, you break up, you know, you're emotionally hurt. And these are the things you can do to get better. Right. So, but he didn't have anything about this. So that's, uh, that's, oh, Alex is using a cannon. Awesome. Cannon's nice stuff. I've, I've been a Nikon guy. Uh, now I'm prime. I have Lumix. So I was using the uh, Panasonic stuff and now I'm using a lot of Sony stuff. Um, never done the Canon thing. So let's see. I, it looks like. All right. I got, I got two calls. I'm going to go to the first one, uh, which will be eight, four, five. Hello and welcome to the show. Hey, Dwayne, it's Matt from New York. How are you? Good. You sound better today. How are you doing? Uh, yeah, not, not much better, but uh, I wanted to speak to, it's all right, though. I wanted to speak about the, um, to speak to what you're saying about letting them know their, I guess, how do you say, letting them think they got one over on you kind of thing that you were touching on earlier. Yeah. Well, yeah, I kind of have a thing like that again. My situation is I have, I'm still living with her, trying to get through this divorce thing, this, you know, to get the custody I, uh, I need for my son and everything. Anyway, so, you know, my wife does to make my life miserable, make me crazy, is anything to get in my way, anything to make my life difficult, such as, like we said, you know, locking laundry room doors, I can't do laundry, yeah. <clears throat> locking bathroom doors, taking this kind of things like that. So... I have to, I don't, I don't, I'm not trying to say this. I don't, uh, I have to like, so I have, I have to buy an iron. I have to take the iron in and out with me because she locks up an iron, things like, so yeah. I don't let her know I'm doing it. Because if I let her know I'm getting around her, she will ramp it up. That's what I'm trying to get. They, if they don't think they got you or they're screwing you over, they'll ramp up. So I can't let her, do you want to, I want to let her know, you know, I can work around your stupidity. Oh just, God, don't say that. But if I tell her that, she'll just do. <laughs> No, they'll never do because I, I've lived with her long enough. Yeah. She'll just do something. That's why I explain to people a lot. Like, like even as a therapist, and a lot of times they'll, I don't know if they truly get it because they talk about her like as if she's a quintessential bully. Well, you need to just, you know, just stand up for yourself and stand up to her. 
they're not that way. Most nope. of the bully, yeah, you punch them in the, you know, theoretically, you know, punch them in the mouth and they stand down. These people don't stand down. They the, just, they're going to ramp up more. They're going to, if you, if you, if you fight for yourself here, they're going to make you miserable over there. The, they're going to keep it up. Yeah. And the, I mean, there is some truth in that, but you have to hit them so hard and so profoundly to get them to back down. And it's so hard to do. I mean, right. it, I think the way to, 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 to like, yeah. the way to describe it is on a bully is imagine it's a bully who is also your boss, who controls your paycheck and your career, uh, and they're, and they're bullying you and you can't just stand up to them. I mean, and it's like that they, they miss that part. Exactly. They, they think it's somebody, you know, just normal. And you're right. I mean, if there's somebody's bullying you, you do need to stand up to it, but they don't understand the context of it. No, you're right, man. And it's really frustrating when you got these exactly. professionals you know, you know saying, it. you know, people are saying, you know, okay, New York, you know, you need to do this. You know, you have to stand up for yourself. That's wrong. You need to, you know, you need to take the door off or the, you know, whatever. And it's like, you don't understand what you're dealing with, right? I mean, you're not dealing with a, right. a no. normal, rational human being or somebody who's just, you know, a minor bully. You're dealing with somebody who has a significant impact on your life. Mm. Right. I've heard her, my therapist would say like, I'd, I'd word things like she doesn't, my wife doesn't let me do X. She's like, what do you, how, why do you say let, how you're, you, you, you live there, you're an adult, you can do oh, what man. you want. Like, you don't, no, I can't. And right. because, you know, what am I going to do? Oh, if you want to take a shower, take a shower. Yeah. And then she'll turn the water main off and then I'll go turn it on and then she'll turn it off and then right. I'll turn it on. Meanwhile, my son sees all this. Right. <laughs> they don't uh, get it. But, but what yeah. you're saying is, yeah, don't, uh, if, if you, if you got, if you have an edge, if you're, you know, if you're making progress, don't let them know. Let yeah. them think you're you're flailing. Let them think yep. you're, you're you're falling apart. Because that 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 cups up their ego, and it makes yep. them. That's the only thing that makes them stand down because they're bored. Because oh look, I kicked his butt. Good. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. Know, then then they have the supply. They're all full. It's like they just had Thanksgiving dinner and are all full. And it's like, okay, I don't need to mess with uh, mess with <laughs> them anymore. I can take a break. Now, thanks for sharing that, man. I appreciate you calling on that. All right, man. And uh, I'm a nice kind of guy too, by the way. So yeah, there you go. All right. <laughs> Talk to you later. Right. Have a good one, Dwayne. Thank you. Thanks. Bye. Oh man, that's funny. Uh, okay. Actually, there is another caller. We got a couple of minutes. I'm gonna go ahead and go to this one, but we won't have a lot of time. So eight seven six zero. Hello and welcome to the show. Hey, Dwayne. It's Oswald. Hey, how's you? Uh, how are um, you doing today? I'm just calling. I'm all right. I'm just calling for an update. It's been a minute. Um, you know, during the pandemic, my ex did this whole charade where he was um, threatening me with the police if I didn't fly our kids to right. California from uh, Toronto. Mm-hmm. And so I went ahead and did it. And I at first I thought it was just to torment me because of the pandemic. I was pregnant. You know, I thought he was just trying to scare me. Right. And uh, But it turns out that at the time he lost his job <laughs> and so he put in for a child support modification request had the paper sent to the wrong address and um he was trying to lower his child support so i had my attorneys on it and they're like he ended up getting another job and they found out they're like no that's he doesn't have zero income he has an income right and um so then I, uh, my ex tried to lower child support by saying, oh, well, I did, I do visitations and I spend all this money 
on the flight. So can you lower it? And and wow. it's like you only did one visit. Yeah, and I and then it clicked. It was like, oh my god, makes sense now, doesn't he it? It's a visit, not just. Wow. Yeah, it's like he did the visit not just to mess with me, but also to try to say to child support, like, oh, well, I yeah. spend all this money on the visit. And it's like, wow. no, you don't, dude. <laughs> that's, like, you know, that's you not surprising. I mean, it's like, but, yeah. but it's, it's, I mean, I appreciate you sharing that because it offers clarity. You know, a lot of times, you know, we look at this and we try to say at face value, okay, why is this happening? And most, these people think differently than we do. I mean, how, how ingenious. All right, I'll force the issue. I'll have the child when I ask for the modification. I'll say, look here. Wow. Wow. Did it work? Was he able to, was he able to do anything or no? No, he wasn't. It actually just got denied. And it's, it's a little hilarious how predictable he is because he is supposed to call my kid on Mondays. And um, he did not call yesterday. And then hours later, he sends me a message like telling me like, hey, I'm busy today doing personal errands. Can you please tell Tim um, that I'll call him next week? Or if he wants, he can call me too. Oh, man. And it's like, and like, so basically he's trying to use me as a messenger. And he's done that in the past, but... Like, he'll tell me, like, hey, I can't make the visit this time. Can you please tell him that I hurt my leg, you know? And it's See, like, you well, know, no, why don't you do that, oh you know? God. You know, the frustrating part with that, I, I, I would understand if it was, you know, if you guys were in the same state, right? You And it was actual physical visitation. But you're talking about a phone call. I mean, come on, dude. Pick up the damn phone and talk to your kids for, for five or ten minutes. It's not even like you have to talk that long, you know? I mean, it's just... It's, yeah, like, you could just call and say, like, yeah. 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 Just, yeah. Like I'm he sorry. Could, he could definitely just call and tell him. He could just call and be like for like a minute, like, Hey, you know what? I'm, I'm busy right now. Yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. Hey, Hey it. man. Uh, I, well, hell. And even if you did that, it's like, Hey, you know, I, I don't really have a lot of time, but, but it's really important for me to hear your voice. Hopefully you're doing okay. You know, what's going on right now? You know, I got a couple minutes, you know, tell me what's going on. Oh, this, that, and the other. Oh, great. Hey buddy, I got to go. At least it's something. Jesus. Can't even make a freaking phone call. Yeah, like. Mm. And then what's frustrating is is there's people on this channel right now who would die for a fucking phone. Sorry, for a phone call with their kids. You know? (laughs) Oh. Yeah. Anyways, I apologize. I saw. You know, and and it's like, it's okay. I I haven't figured out. It takes me a while sometimes to to know what's behind it. There's always a motive. Oh, yeah. Yeah, um, there is. Like this time. And it's generally not what we think it is. Not just like. I think he didn't call yesterday because he forgot because there's no more interest anymore. Like, mm. why is he going to call? Like, child support's not going to change. Yeah. That's just messed up. You know? and, All right. Just, we are about out of time. I got to wrap everything up. So thanks all, all, all right. for calling. No, I appreciate it. Rain. You know, oh, I try to, try to try to summarize this in a quick moment because I know we're down to the last 30 seconds. Holy cow. These people, POP said, never, tr- never, ever trust a narc ever. Pretty much. That's, I, I don't, wow. Wow. Like I said, there are people here who would kill for an opportunity to even just call their kids. And then other people have that opportunity and won't exercise it. Anyways, guys, thank you so much for all the people who helped make, keep this channel going. 
Uh, appreciate all the channel members and all the late, the new ones that we got this week. Thank you so much for that. Uh, I'm going to firm up the guests for tomorrow and I'll send out notifications on that. So watch for that and we'll see you back here tomorrow. <laughs>